Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel. How's everybody doing this week, everybody? Everyone's frigid. It's cold yes. out, man. <laughs> it, has, it has got cold, but I guess uh, Western Canada is really like getting cold out there. Oh my God, the poor poor people of Alberta and Saskatchewan are like minus forty something up there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like uh, shorts and t-shirt weather for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not quite, but it's, we it's, have a familiar guest with we us. We do. Today. We for her third time on the podcast, and I'm I'm super excited as always to speak with my friend Michelle De Roche. And if anybody scratching their head saying, who the heck is Michelle DeRoche? If you haven't watched the Paranormal Survivor or Haunted Case Files or My Paranormal Nightmare or never listened to The Outer Realm on United Public Radio, then you're not going to know who she is. So you better uh, get in line and check her out on all those platforms. She's yeah. wiping the tears away because <laughs> of that one person who doesn't know her. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. good. So... <laughs> this is your third time on the show. You're one of our first original guests. Mm-hmm. You're, you're nice enough to make the long trek from mm-hmm. your area. And then uh, I was able to visit your home, which was a treat in itself. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, we were just joking before we started recording that, uh, you know, with all the antiquities and all the very cool things that you have behind you that the audience can't see, but we can see, you know, I always expect to see Indiana Jones run run past and grab something and take off or like you said maybe something else (laughs) run past that we really don't want to see what's new with you in the the paranormal world well you know we're all in lockdown and in covid jail so we're not really doing a whole lot (laughs) but um for me it hasn't really changed that much aside from filming um i you know, I do a lot of radio. I mean, for 18 years, I've been doing radio, film, a lot of print stuff, and uh, of course, clearings. So, still do about 50 or 60 a week clearings. Do about you know six plus radio shows a week, and film was like, man, I don't think anybody's kind of getting back into the game. And I thought I'd miss it, but you know, it's kind of like digging, just being a hermit and living like my little cocoon. I love it. <laughs> I do. I love it. It's great. It doesn't affect me too much because I've always worked from home aside from that. So right. it's pretty much the same. I just miss the being able to interact with people, like getting together, like, you know, we would connect up or, you know, just even going to see your family. And, you know, it's kind of weird. So, you know, I have a little grandbaby and I miss him. Oh, no. So I don't get to really see him. My little prince, as I call him. Oh, cool. Very cool. I had no idea. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. He's a, he's a grandmother at what, 33 years old? Yeah, I know. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I know. And he's, yeah, he's like 15, 16 months and he's just beautiful. Wow. So. Good, good. Yeah. So Michelle, you said you're doing about 50 to 60 clearings a week. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holy cow. Oh. Now, I, does that take a now for people who don't know you clear homes of malicious uh dark entities mm-hmm. um and you do it remotely mm-hmm. can you explain to everyone who's not too sure about that how that process works yeah of course um well i always say i have a team 
you know, right. both both sides of the veils. I, I don't work on my own. Um, I do. It takes me twice as long because it's just, you know, very time consuming. And everybody sort of, our gifts are all very different. So I work with my RE, who is Amelia, of course, because right. I know. And um, basically, it's it's exactly like what it sounds. Remote viewing is being able to tap in and find yourself somewhere else. So she and I see things very differently. I can say something like, just close my eyes and say, take me there and I'm there. She, you know, she'll get herself there. She sees things very much the way most normal people see things. I see things more as solids or energies. So, you know, both combined gifts, both work differently. I could say to her, I need you to go left or right. You know, I could tap in, feel her heart beating. I can do see what she's doing, things like that. So it's, it is very effective. We do them internationally quite successfully, uh, actually. So um, it, it can be pretty time consuming. And everybody thinks it's always like a one shot deal. I mean, I had an exorcist on my team and it still was a one shot deal. It's like, you know, it doesn't work that, that, that easily unless you're dealing with human spirits, because then you can just move them over and then the problem is solved. But when you're dealing with something that's interdimensional or non-human, it can take it can take a lot of great effort. And if you're dealing with extraterrestrials, that can sometimes be even more challenging. So, what uh, what percentage of human spirits do you think you run into on a weekly basis, other than like the interdimensional <clears throat> stuff? Um, I think probably five percent, really? unless you know, yeah, it, what we deal with, yeah, we deal with a lot of people now who. Are projecting you know so you're getting into like psychokinesis they think it's easier for somebody amazingly to think that there's something malevolent in the house than it is for them to think that hey i'm this pretty powerful individual and can project out this energy that can create footsteps or open doors and you know it's it's crazy but sometimes it really is i spend probably more time dealing with people outside the clearing to try to reframe the way they're thinking because mindset really is everything. If you can't fix what's up here, you know, and you're going to keep bringing things in one way or another. So if I could say, okay, well, you're clear, you're good to go. And I understand because I've been where a lot of these people are. So when you're living like a hostage, as I say, because something is always roaming around and doing things, that's the first place your mind goes when you hear a sound in the house or you think you see something out of the corner of your eye. It's of course, it's the first place you're going to go because it's been like that for Lord knows how long. Right. So it's, it's changing that. It's almost like you have to, you know, you have to be there. You have to be there constantly to work with people. It's not so black and white like a lot of people think. And people don't realize how powerful our minds can be as well right correct so especially and especially when you're tr when you're like you said uh, you know conjuring quote unquote yeah. things up that that uh, <laughs> yeah. that might not be there now but you might be inviting them in in a way or or leading them to be attracted to you right there yeah i mean you, you can do it many ways i mean i've met people who did it as a teenager and now they're like 50 years old and they're like I don't know where this happened or how this happened. I mean, time is very different, I think, between different dimensional beings and ourselves. So they can wait you out, you know. Or sometimes they're very subtle, you know. People say, well, I feel like I've always had something around me my whole life. And then there's something that happens in their life that just 
opens it right up. And when I say to them, well, have you done anything? You know, have you been somewhere that you think you could have brought it in? Have you ever played with a Ouija board? And, and it's not because Ouija boards get bad raps. I mean, anybody who's, who's a skilled medium could use one without any problem. And it's not just a Ouija board. It's a voice recorder. It's a ghost box. It's a, it, you know, it's a camera. If you invoke invitation, right, any kind of communication will be a form of invitation in one form or another. So they start thinking about it and they're like, yeah, when I was 14, but I'm like 50. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's just always been picking around in the background. What attracts, like take me mm. for example, because I've called upon you, a, you know, more than a few times because, mm. you know, unlike a lot of people, I see what's in the home sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I seem to attract shadow people for some reason. They see, they, they, they love, they love me. <laughs> well, yes, maybe you you're, maybe you're holding out on me and not telling <laughs> me the whole truth, but yeah. like, like someone like me, and I haven't been doing any paranormal research <clears throat> or anything at all. For a long time because of the state of, that the world is in right now mm -hmm. but i'm still getting things following me home and i don't know from where because i'm only going to the grocery store or you know or i'm not going to people's homes and and that mm -hmm. sort of thing so is there like a, a, t a kind of energy that attracts them to me or is there is there something else ab about it it could be different things uh, for one, people who are intuitive, you know, psychics and mediums, I think we we have a light about us that spirits say, oh my goodness, I think I can reach this person and maybe get a message across. But not everybody's aware that they have that light and that spirits will come to them. Children are, are really, they really struggle because they have a beautiful light and spirits are attracted to them and don't always realize that that child can't move you on. Right. That child can't deliver a message. So I think it's the same with, you know, with people. And let's face it, if you're going somewhere and you're open, and like, like I know someone who just recently was just at a checkout at a cash register and woke up in the middle of the night and there was this old elderly man of a spirit at the end of her bed. And she's like, what is that? Where'd you come from? You know, um, and because she just has a really beautiful light about her. So it was easy to go in and do, you know, an ascension of, of that individual and really he just was attracted and hoping to get help he was looking for his spouse but sadly i mean his spouse had don't even think had been deceased yet so he was just in a, in a confused state like he was grounded but uh, i don't i don't think these shadow guys are looking to me to be ascended or moved on there is <laughs> right? weird things with shadows though some people believe the shadow people just are are just watchers or that they're actually people you know, and then some believe that they're very malevolent and a whole other race of being. I personally have yet to come across one who's really kind, right? You know, but they apparently exist, so it's just determining what you know what you're up against. But I mean, if if you know, I've met other people and shadow people seem to be their that vice that just they just keep coming in maybe there's just something about your energy that attracts them maybe it's the area you live in mm. where they're just more abundant so that's what you're going to get more of that's that's true well you know where i live and i you know okay. and there is a a strong paranormal yes. presence or there, there energy is. here so there there is the whole the whole town actually the whole mm. area 
All right, I'll tell my wife it's time to move. <laughs> <laughs> Put the for sale sign up. Let's go. We're gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Mm-hmm. So Michelle, when you go to these places, uh, wherever it may be, all mm-hmm. around the world, uh, wherever yes. you're called upon, do you visually see spirits? Do you, or how do you pick them up? Or is it mind speak? Or uh... you mean in remote viewing? Yes. Oh well, yeah. Usually for me, it's much different than it would be for. Amelia, uh, for me, I go in and I can see energies and I can hear, I can hear them no problem. Um, you know, where she goes in and she's, she basically sees them the same way as, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are seeing each other right now. Um, so it, it's different every time, but it's just strange to explain because when I do it, I just sort of drop in and I can look around and I can tell where energies are. And I just seem to know what they are or who they are with respects, okay, male, female. I don't get into the specifics of, hey, what's your name? This is like, I can tell if you're grounded, then it's like, bam, over you go. And if you're something that's non-human, then same thing, just not as gentle. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, it's all energy work. At the end of the day, remote viewing and remote clearings, it's all about energy and projection, things like that. Is, is there a certain type of entity that you see more often than than others? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard to say because they all look different. Is it a way that they're projecting themselves to us? Is it my perception or her perception of what they look like? Is that what they really look like? Are they shape-shifting? Shadows are really common. We see them all over the place. Then you get these little things. I always say, you know, I have nicknames for them just so she understands. Like, she's very new to the paranormal. Um, So she'll describe something to me. I'll say, okay, well, just for, you know, for the sake of me knowing what you're talking about let's nickname this like a gremlin for example and it's just like what you would think when you see the movie you know after midnight that's it these little little things that just roam around they're just really annoying they like to take things and move them and hide them then i'll say okay you know then she'll say okay this one looks like and she described it to me so okay it kind of looks does it look like Gollum from lord of the rings for example she'll say yes something like that so okay let's nickname that a Gollum. just it's just so i know what she is seeing So we don't spend all kinds of time with descriptions. We just basically know what, okay, it's this or this. And in my head, I can see it and go, okay, so this is what we do, or this is what we do, or this is what we do. There seems to be some new one that's, that we've been seeing a little bit more of. And they're, they just look like they're just a dark entity. They're black with red eyes, you know, no hair. And they just seem to have these pointed ears. And that seems to be new in the last few months. Whereas you know, a year ago, I wouldn't have seen them anywhere. I don't know. Now, all of a sudden, they're just like a thing, you know, they're just popping up in places where kind of like, with no associations or anything like that, there'd be no reason for them to all be at all these places. Hmm. And how hard are they to remove? Nothing's hard to remove. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) No, and I don't mean to be arrogant. I really don't. I really believe it's mindset. I truly believe it's mindset. Is there ever, has there ever been an XC that you've run into where you thought, oh man, I can't, I can't handle this one or, or I need, a, you know, it's, it's going to take quite a bit or you're a little bit nervous or apprehensive against going up against app- it. I get apprehensive because I am working with Amelia and she's still pretty new and it's a matter of, okay, I need this son or this son or this son. And we work on that together, but 
her safety is always my priority when we tap in anywhere. That's that's first and foremost. And because things can follow back. So mm -hmm. we have to be we have to take those precautions, you know, and with that being said, have we had some that were tough? Oh yeah, absolutely. It just means you just have to hit them a little harder. So, you know, really, um, it's just persistence. It's mindset. If you go in there with fear, then it's it's like anything. You know, the bully always reacts to fear and will always come at you or project at you as that that strength. So when you have something come at you, if you don't hold your ground, because I'm just like, do it, you know, it's just, that's it. But that's my mindset. I've been where people are. I, I came from that, you know, I had to fix that myself. I mean, you know, and I did. And I moved on with that with techniques I learned on my own, because I didn't have paranormal researchers back then no. that I had access to, you know. So, so do you think that they're... Those spirits, uh, shadow people, whatever you want to call them. Uh, do you think you come in with confidence? Yes. Do you think they're scared of you? Do they, uh, do they back off? Do they, um, or do they, they want to put up a fight? <laughs> it's funny with that. I, 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 I'd never go in with arrogance thinking that, yeah, I got this and that's it. You know, um, I try to go in very respectfully. I remember doing a four-hour radio show one night, and people often ask me, do you think they know who you are? Do you think they're afraid of you? And I'm like, no, I don't think they know who I am, and I can't see why they'd be afraid. I think it, you just get in there, you know, they, they feel as confident as probably I feel, you know, whatever they are. And there was, there was a medium, I guess, in the, the chat room, and she said, oh, they know exactly who she is. And I kind of, it put me on edge a little bit seeing something like that because it felt very personal to me after that. And it always stayed in the back of my mind, you know, whenever I would go in to do a case in person or anywhere, because back then I was doing them in person. I'm thinking, God, I don't like to think that they, they, they you know, put stigma on me. You know, it's just like when I hear a voice recording or I hear something in my ear and it calls me by my name. I'm just like, because now it feels personal to me. Right. But um, are they afraid? I don't know. I've had I've had people I've worked with and other mediums say yes, you know, and I've had others like, no, no, they're really bold. And they are really bold. And I never go in there thinking that, you know, I've got this. I go in there thinking, all right, I'm going to give it my best and that's all I can do. You come in certainly with a, a high vibrational level and yes. they're probably used to people that have a low vibrational level so uh it would be a little different once you approach them i think yeah you're not wrong with that it's it's part of what i teach people i always say negative beings cannot exist in a positive environment mm -hmm. they just have nothing to feed from this is why they move forward and try to create as much havoc as they can they want to control the environment you know, so if you're suffering from, let's say, depression or anxiety, they're going to amplify that. They want to cause arguments within the home. They want that level of negativity because that's what feeds them. It's what makes them stronger. And it's a good way that they can keep you fearful. But if you raise your vibrations and you can do that, you know, I would say, okay, just live, laugh, dance, watch a funny movie, open the window for a little bit and just air the place out, you know, um, 
and, and listen to music um, that has frequencies in it. Because in the background, the frequencies are playing and they're raising the vibrations. Certain frequencies do certain things to our bodies and our body reacts in a really positive way. And I've seen it work wonders and it's free to do. And it's amazing how it changes everything up here and here. Yeah, I've, I've always agreed with that. Like I've worked in radio for years and uh, yeah. music's been my thing and I've got a room full of guitars. And, but yeah, it's uh, interesting. Because as a musician and working in radio, you know you're coming in at 432 hertz mm -hmm. where it should be 440. Somewhere along the lines, they've changed that and then you can just go up higher and higher 2000 hertz and, and do all kinds of things and our body being energy reacts to those frequencies and vibrations right that's right but i think that's uh that's perfect for people out there it can be so simple mm -hmm. and you can do things that's not going to cost you money uh it shouldn't cost you money that no. yeah that you can raise your level and uh mm -hmm. yeah i've always agreed with that i've always tried to keep a positive attitude uh in my household and um uh, you know, so far so good. I haven't really been bothered. So, mm -hmm. and and you know yeah. what? I think it comes down to like grounding your energy. I always give people a really good grounding technique, but in the summertime, you can do what's called earthing, and earthing basically is the best way to ground your energy. And it's walking outside in the grass, like bare feet, um, connecting connecting with the earth. You can I say go hug a tree and don't laugh, but it's hug a tree. Trees will always willingly project out their energy. And they communicate with one another. They'll communicate with your energy and it grounds you. And it just makes so much difference. So your energy is not all over the place. It's harder for things to attach. You know, and my technique even keeps like negative people away from you. They blame you for it because they're just like, you know, they associate them not feeling right with you. But realistically, the way the technique works is it basically you catch your own reflection of your energy and it bounces right back at you. So then if you're all foul, then you're even more foul, right? Yeah. So, but then, you know, mm -hmm. the person receiving ends doing much better. The negative people, though, seem to be attracted to those positive people. Of course, because they feed from it. Right. Unknowingly, long, most of the time, it's not on purpose, but they, they do absorb that. But you don't want that uh, negativity. You don't want that for you to draw back into that, right? No, so that's exactly right. Rachel, I've seen your writing up there. <laughs> oh, I was, I'm just mostly making notes about uh, Michelle here. It's very, she's very interesting. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm, su I'm like sucked into the storyteller here. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you're just, just learning. Notes. I'm learning. Yeah. You're learning from the, you're learning from the master. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I do my best. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Michelle, I, there's a question I want to ask. I, I've always wondered about the origins of these things, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm speaking of the the, the growlies that you that you like to refer to these these weird uh, entities, and you know people mm -hmm. like to call them uh, you know demonic and everything else. But mm -hmm. that goes that goes into religious context, mm -hmm. and I and I know you're not a very religious person. I watch and listen to your outer realm show mm -hmm. quite, a, quite a bit when oh, i can thank you yeah and thank you. uh well you know that because i'll text you and you'll <laughs> i'll make Every sure you i'll see you looking over message. your phone and you're like oh shut up Hammond. right <laughs> really right now but, uh, room. <laughs> but uh yes well 
Nobody answers me when I go to the chat room. Oh, it's hard because I'm talking to a guest. <laughs> yes. But uh, you've had guests who were extremely religious, uh, uh, people of uh, very mm -hmm. profound faith. Mm -hmm. And I, and I won't, uh, you'll probably pick up on who I'm talking about, but they, they have had uh, dark presences in their homes for years and yeah. years and years. And they've tried to use the power of Christ and in the name of this and the name of that. And I wonder, you know, you know, I sit there and I think, oh man, if only they had known you, how how quickly could you have cleared that house and gotten rid of all those problems for them where where it's taking them over a decade? No of, pressure. What's that? No, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but, it's okay. And, you know, and then, and then I see you tell them about the way you do clearings and how it, you know, mm -hmm. you do it in a couple hours over an evening or, and it might take a few visits and, and their face, you know, just changes. We, we've, we've cleared yeah. people on the other end of the screen during a show. Really? <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's, it's like this. Wow. Yeah. It's not that, you know, everybody has their, their, their own techniques. And I think, you know, we've got some guests that come on and they're all at the top of their field, you know, um, whichever field that may be, because the outer realm covers many different things, not just the paranormal. Right. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen priests and exorcists, you know, call on us. Um, over the years, I've done, I've, I've, I've assisted many. Um, I think a lot of it, again, when I say when you're clearing, you've got to put power behind, you know, it has to be strong intention. And there has to be a lot of power that goes behind whatever words you're using and the belief. But I think sometimes they do catch you off guard. And I think sometimes, you know, life gets busy. You just don't always see it coming. When we talk about origins, as far as religion goes, if we go back to um, the time, you know, pagans didn't believe. So, I mean, they believed in evil spirits, you know, but they believed that there were many gods. Um, demonics back then were not always revered the way they are now. The church is responsible for that. Some of these, these beings would actually, they were revered because they would assist, let's say through for fertility or for crops and things like that. If you go back to the Old Testament, it will even tell you that the gods made men in their image. But the New Testament says God made man in his image. The Hebrew God, which is now worship, was a God, Yahweh. But he was only one of many in the original Testament. Now, if we skip back over to the Gnostics, um, a lot goes back to the Gnostic texts because they were very advanced in many ways. And they were responsible for many of the writings and the scrolls that were originally in the great library of Alexandria. They were well aware of extraterrestrial beings and interdimensional beings. And they believed in a race of beings called the Archons. And the Archons, they believe, would be rulers of seven different planets. And their sole purpose was to enslave humanity. That's it. And a lot of people believe that the demonic that we are aware with now were actually Archons. You know, but then it'll go further. Like, oh, we live in a simulation. It can get really, really crazy. No, I know. There's a, that's that's <laughs> a whole other rabbit hole. But you hear a lot of times you'll hear, even in the media, it's an archonic way of thinking. It's an archonic mindset. That's where it comes from. So these people went on <clears throat> to become 
the Cathars, like the Essenes and the Cathars, they were very enlightened individuals, like very enlightened. So they had it all different. And then, of course, the church was threatened by that. And they killed off many. I mean, they annihilated in one night 20,000 Cathars. You know, like it was just all the way of thinking. And some of it was a little bit of pagan thinking. A lot of things that we celebrate today, like Christmas, like Valentine's Day, like Easter, like all of it has pagan roots and that the church has tried so hard to hide its pagan roots and have amalgamated many things. And a lot of those belief systems do stem back to demonics. So there's a lot with that. That could be a whole other show. That's just, we talk about a lot of that on the crazy zones. That'll, tons. that'll be tons. the that'll be your fourth uh, your fourth uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, visit to tons. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you know what? I've always had uh, my own personal theory that you know, like angels and demons and different, uh, like Saint Michael. Mm-hmm. I always thought that they were more celestial beings than quote unquote deities or gods. But I guess that could be, you know, construed as the same thing in certain ways as well. Um, well, interdimensional beings. Right. I mean, it's, it's not like we haven't seen any of these beings. We've often seen them. I think the question is, <clears throat> who are they? Are they what religion says? They are That's fallen, right. or they're not the fallen angels. They're they're the angels or archangels then you have a seraphim and you have like all kinds of different like hierarchies of angels mm-hmm. same works in the demonic realm are they what religion portrays them or are they extraterrestrial a lot of people will look at them and say no they're interdimensional et you know like i think it really depends which way your door is swinging if you if you don't believe in religion you're going to say no these are interdimensional beings okay so now you can investigate which type of interdimensional being you know, it can go in many, many different ways. It's like people will come in and say, well, you know, um, let's say like Lucifer, you know, he's going to go to hell and he rules hell. And well, he was a light bearer. You know, there are people with a belief system that completely believe the opposite of what the church says. The complete opposite. I know Satanists. I know Luciferians. I know occultists. And let me tell you something. There's some of the most decent people I know who are more spiritual than many Christians I know because, wow. because the religions or the organizations are very misunderstood. Flip it around and look at religion as you know it and how many people have died in the name of God, how many wars oh. have been waged in the name of God, the Vatican, this and that. They were annihilating people. This is where it comes down to Templars and Crusaders. Two different, two different, like comparing apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. Crusaders were of the church. Templars were not. Hmm. Anybody could be a crusader. Okay, you want to get out of jail? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You fight for us for four years and you got your get out of jail free card. No scruples. You know, somehow over time, some of them mixed for sure. But it goes to show you how many died in the name of the church. Not so much on the other way. The only people are telling you that it's happening is the church. Mm. Just saying. Well, you know I what? Don't, I don't, a... My door doesn't swing any specific way. <laughs> it's a, logical. It's, a, it's an interesting way to look at things, though. You know, <laughs> and, it is. and yeah. if people want to do their own research, absolutely, they'll, they'll find out that everything you just said is true. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look at the, the date, December 25th, and how many religions that that is significant too. Over 500 actually. Yeah, yeah. And the image of Christ and 
the baby coming down the river and the you know like Moses and and everything else. It's you know. Well, here's uh, something for you. If you okay. look at the top of the demon dictionary, and you're going to see an entity, demonic entity named Baal. Now, okay. Baal <laughs> actually was a sun god, <clears throat> and he. A lot of people believe that Nimrod, who was a great grandson of Noah, who founded Babylon, who built the Tower of Babel. Okay, his name, alter name was Baal. Huh. Do you know how much how much history stems back to Babylon, and and all of that, including Nimrod? Hmm. There's, you could go back in and go, wow, this makes no sense. Yes. That is just flip the coin. <laughs> That's all. And I know that you have dealt with these things many, many times. But, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're getting back to the celestial beings, but grace. And like a lot of people, <laughs> and, yeah, and the, I know you've had people on your show <clears throat> and, and that say, oh, they're demonic. They're not ETs, uh, this and that. What's, what's your <sighs> thoughts on, on them? The greys. The greys are, they're definitely E.T. They are, um, I think when you're getting into tall greys and things like that, or tall whites, people have associated them with Vril. You know, Vril can be, can be real little buggers. Um, but when it comes to the greys themselves, I mean, I've had experiences with them. I've had them in the house, you know, and uh, I woke up one night and it was one right beside me. And I just remember turning around and I went, nope. <laughs> I just like I'm not doing it I'm just not doing it um, and then another night I woke up and I and, I, and they had their, their hands on my head and I just remembered feeling a little bit volatile and said if you you know don't take your hands off me I'll snap your little neck I think of something along those lines um, so it took tapping in to them to realize what exactly they wanted and I've been, I mean, I didn't always have all the memories oh. that I have now with, like they've been coming forever. It's a lineage thing, you know? Right. And that's usually how it is with Grace. I mean, if they've abducted you, chances are they've abducted you. Somebody in your family, grandparents, great-grandparents, it's just, it's a how it's work, you know, it's the way it is. And I came to realize like, okay, so I'm at a stage now where I was waking up with visions and getting tons of knowledge like all of a sudden, I just know how to do something I didn't know how to do before. Or I'll be researching and all of a sudden, I'm somewhere completely different going, oh, that's interesting. Where did that come from? Um, so I believe like putting their hands on my head, I believe it's just like an exchange of energy. Like probably taking some knowledge from me um, and, and giving some back. And apparently, this is something that they do. So I've learned to calm down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But then you start thinking... They're, are they taking your children? And then I talk to my, you know, my youngest son, who's just like, oh, yes, I've had these experiences. Then I think, okay, so now I've got a grandson. Then I'm back to, I'll snap your neck bit. Oh, no <laughs> so, kidding. <laughs> you know, don't get all volatile again. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah, but they're, they're definitely there. And I'll tell you in remote viewing, um, we can get them removed. No problem. But we can't do the same thing to them as we've done with other beings and there is no real keeping them out. We can hold them back for a little while. There is no removing them mm. permanently. Like it's not a thing. So, and you, you mentioned the tall whites before and, and anybody who's interested in, you know, UFOs and ETs and everything is, is probably aware that they're like the Nordic um, 
types, the tall mm-hmm. blondes with the, you know, they're all gorgeous, you know, good looking people. Do, mm-hmm. Are they, are they, uh, which um, side do you think they bat for? It's mixed. There's some right. people who I think who see them and they see that they're very nice and pleasing to look at and they don't realize, you know, that there's two sides to every coin. There have been abductees who have actually had horrific experiences with them. So I, you know, and yet I have someone that I've been working with and helping for the last year. And she claims that she's had a tall white uh, female visiting her since child. And she was a little child who speaks very gently to her, gives her information. So I, I don't know, you know, maybe if you're, if you fight back and give them a hard time, it's like anything, they're going to straighten you out. But maybe if you're more compliant, they just, maybe, you know, you're able to hone in some of the knowledge. It's really hit and miss, you know? You've helped our former co-host, John, mm-hmm. in the past with some, some nasty things. And I remember mm-hmm. him telling me, you know, not long after I met him the first time, that he'd had a visit by uh, one of these tall whites. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of taking, he said, well, what are you here to tell me? And, and he was this entity or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. ET said, oh, now's not the time. We'll, we'll, be, we'll come back some other time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they ever did. Yeah, we've kept but, uh, an eye on the background, just yeah, giving him his face, but making I'm, sure he's safe. You know, I'm sure you had, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have I we mean, ever seen one? We've never seen one. So if it's coming in, it's coming in at different times. Right, but but you have seen them before. We have not seen them there. No, but uh, we've at other seen locations. Tall whites. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We've seen and tall how whites, we... tall whites, reptilians. Um, We've done cases with mantis. We just—they're—they're they're always like—they're uh, very uh, translucent. You can't—you can't—they're harder to catch. Huh. Like I've actually—I I have one—a case right now that I actually have to refer to a colleague of mine. But that's his thing, because they're—they're they're just nasty to deal with. Like as far as abducting people, a lot of people don't have really great experiences with them. So I'm actually for the very first time in the process of moving a client over to someone else because now we've completely disattached everything that we could possibly do and i'm not one of these people that's just like no i can do it all no you we all have our areas of study and of work and expertise and you have to do what's right for the person you're assisting and if that means putting your hand up waving the white flag and saying okay now here's the next person to the next level of your journey who's going to get you through then that's the way it has to be Mm. do you think there's any uh predominantly good ETs out there that want nothing but you know the best for us and I do believe there that there there are there are you know hundreds of species allegedly I think that it's a matter of trying to figure out who does what you know grace can be real little buggers that's for sure and I mean yes. oh boy you know <laughs> there are people who've had regressions who've had horrific I mean horrific memories I mean if I had to if I had the choice which I do I could I could get hypnosis I don't want to know I don't want to know at all because um, I'm just a hateful bugger. I'd be after everyone I could find for that, you know, but I've come to learn that after a certain point, it becomes about knowledge. I think a lot of it is a test of resilience and it's all a matter of, because I have communicated with them and I get a lot of, you know, help us. I'm like, well, how can I help you? Because you're doing it. Well, it'd be nice if I can remember how I'm doing it. (laughs) because you people don't let me remember anything you know and they're like Mm -hmm. it's wise that way like no i want to remember and then they say this message in other words remember this message and i do and it's like okay you know so these are my demands (laughs) 
like, no, we're not. <laughs> These are my demands. You want my help? This is what I want. You know, and it's kind of like as you wish sort of thing. But I don't trust them as far as I could throw them. And I've checked no. a few, but so, you know. <laughs> Michelle, you've uh, surrounded yourself uh, with some beautiful antique uh, style items uh, from all over this world, I understand. Yes. Uh, they, these uh, things seem to find you, I think. Yes, uh, <laughs> they do. They absolutely do. <laughs> yeah. Now, some people believe that uh, attachments can come with these type of items. Is that true? Absolutely, because I've had, you know... Um, a few items come my way um, that have had attachments to it. Um, the first uh, item I ever got was from uh, a client who had a collection of Russian antiquities. And he had picked up this skull from a university in, I guess, Germany many, many moons ago, it came part of the collection. It's not like he specifically went to buy it. And he used to keep this real heavy military helmet on it. And it just aggravated the thing to no end. Um, and he had a few other questionable items that I recommended he get rid of, but because of their value, I refused to take them. They mm -hmm. were just worth like an exorbitant amount of money. I said, I cannot accept that at all, you know, um, because if something ever happened to it, it would just be like, pff, no. But I did agree to take that one, and um, I never had any issues with it. Um, it would sit on my desk. I'd throw a baseball cap on it and I would do some work. He'd chill, I'd chill. It was all good, you know. But um, I think sometimes, you know, energy um, reacts to different energy of different people. And I've not to this day had an issue with it at all. I've not done a removal of it, you know. Um, basically, I'm just like, hey, you want to go on? You know, like it, it, it was attached, but not grounded. So it was a very strange situation. So I'm like, you want to hang out? That's okay. You're not stuck. I don't know what it is with you in this, but whatever. Um, I've had other researchers, you know, call on me to say, look, we have a haunted object at, you know, a certain clients. Would you take it? I'm like, yeah. And it goes into storage and it'll sit there for a couple of years until, you know, people want to get it back. We can do the removal. And even though, you know, I remove things from them, people just like, nah, we're good. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's okay <laughs> so, <laughs> right what are, what are some of your uh, favorite pieces that you own there at the house oh wow um i own a lot of amazing uh pieces um i i have to say i am the i always say the caretaker um of certain items and um i own five human skulls oh. and i've turned down a lot and i end up the ones all nine one one Ah, uh, they all got their paperwork. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my my oldest one is actually it's over six hundred years old, and it was an individual who died in the Saint uh, the, the Saint Elizabeth's flood of fifteen twenty five, and uh, or fourteen twenty five. Sorry, it was submerged for like a hundred years. It ended up in this little old lady's collection in England. And a friend of mine who's a collector and a dealer messaged me and he said, I think this one just needs to be with you. I'm like, <laughs> why? What for? You know, anyway, it, it's now in my collection. And, uh, you know, again, I am their caretaker and uh, I just end up with a lot of items like that. As far as preference to some of the items I have, I think it just stems back from a past life as I have a lot of old medieval carved wood pieces. I, you know, as you can see, this is you know, probably 1800s. It's just a, it would be a medieval reproduction. And I have other pieces that are probably from like the late 17, mid to late 1700s, maybe older for all I know. They don't come with labels, you know, for the most part. So, but they're very, very old. 
and those other five skulls are ex-boyfriends. Sure. Sure. I, prefer, I prefer to keep the souls personally. Is right. keep them in my oh, sock drawer, you know. Jesus. <laughs> Pandora's box right there. Exactly. Michelle's Michelle's box. <laughs> sure. Michelle, have you ever uh without saying the actual location, you ever done a really historical or famous location that you've had where you go in and remove some uh nasty things? Um, oh absolutely. I've and I've I've had clients who are very well known, mm-hmm. um, and who you know, um, like celebrities. Um, well, one yes, and one was just a, a businessman in the Toronto area. It was very very prominent, and I had to go in literally under the cover of quiet and uh, <laughs> do a couple pop outs. <laughs> that was it. But see, now I just do them remotely, so it's just right. It's so much easier. But yes, sometimes people actually want investigations, even though I know what I'm going in to look for. They just want to be the whole. And and he. it's funny because this specific gentleman um, was Jewish and he had his rabbi come over. And I'm thinking, oh, this should be fun. The guy was so into it. The rabbi's like, oh, God, I have all these ideas. I'm like, excellent. I love this. <laughs> it gave a whole different feel to the investigation because I learned a lot about their culture and the way they did things mm-hmm. you know so it was a lot of fun and i learned a lot too that night right zach baggins hasn't called you in the middle of the night crying his eyes out <laughs> he's on his own let me he's tell on you his own, let me tell you. All right. <laughs> he can get it he's got a lot of help if he wants it he doesn't need mine <laughs> but i can tell you that there have been a lot of famous locations that we have cleared i can tell you we've cleared battlefields we have cleared you know as a gift to an elderly friend of mine who was an ex-veteran, mm-hmm. um, we cleared the entire coast of Normandy. What? And oh. I sent it to him and I said, wow. happy birthday. Wow. And I've had other medium friends go and they're like, no, it might be the odd straggler that we just couldn't find. <laughs> we call it lighthousing. That's all those poor souls that were just stuck on the beach yeah. that right. had no clue. Yeah. And just yeah. reliving this these horrors bring the light forward wow and you work with other interdimensional beings to just bring them all forward it was it's it's, it's quite a sight to see it is but again it's just all energy work Hmm. it's amazing so build it and they will come what's that build (laughs) it and they will come (laughs) so once so once you've uh, ascended them or helped them to ascend then then, uh they're at peace is clear they're they're calm and (laughs) Well, they, yeah, wherever it is, ascension takes them, where their ascension takes them, you know, whether they go for atonement, whether they just go to deprogram, whatever it is we do, wherever we go, um, you know, we just see them go through a light and that's it. The light opens, everybody goes through, it closes, it's gone. It's like, okay. Then we do a last look around and it's like, okay, that's good. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you so, believe that they might have the option to come back after they've been to the light? I believe so. I absolutely believe in time that they, they can come back if they want to. Um, you know, when, when my this elderly friend of mine said, you know, he said, it's very important that we get all of these soldiers home. Any soldier has to go home because it was important to him because they've all done their time. And it didn't matter which era, which war. You know, we've gone back to wars that happened a thousand years ago. Oh, so that's incredible. Remote <laughs> view is an amazing thing. <laughs>
when did you first discover, I think we've talked about this on probably a previous program, but that you could actually remote view? Actually, I never looked at it as remote viewing. It was just really strange. That's, that's sort of something that came through over the last probably five years. Um, I didn't really tag a name on it at all. And of course, when Amelia started working together, I'm going, maybe that's what it is I'm doing. What the heck, you know? She's been here a couple of years with me. And um, I would just basically close my eyes and just say, take me. I would look at a photo and go take me, close my eyes, and I, I was just there. And then I could just clear that way, you know. So it's done a little bit differently now. And somehow, like I said, I seem to be just given, like, I'll say, okay. She goes, well, I've never done this. What do you want to do? I'm like, blah, 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 blah. We just do this. Okay. Right. Don't ask me where blah, 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 blah just came from. It's just right. like some sometimes I could say yes because the norm works. Other times it's like, like this, of course. It's like, <laughs> Where'd that come from? I have no idea. It's just, it's just, yeah, trial and error. You do it. It works. It's great. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to go a few times, you know, because it's not always a one-shot deal, mm-hmm. but we're persistent. And Michelle, over time. There was, there was an evening where Rachel, or a couple of days where Rachel was having some issues at her, at her home with the, with the shadow person. And it was affecting uh, her husband. Yes. Uh, he, it was like he was wasn't the same person that he was, mm-hmm. and she asked me if I could remote view the mm-hmm. home and see if I could <clears throat> figure out what was going on. And when I did it, uh, two things happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel could see me mm-hmm. uh, standing in the doorway between her kitchen and her dining room, mm-hmm. and my two uncles who are deceased. Uh, Very cool. came in and they grabbed this shadow guy Mm -hmm. like two bouncers dragging a drunk out of a bar (laughs) and she could see everything and saw them drag this guy down the hallway and I could see Rachel and she was I said you're wearing purple with white and she took a picture and she's wearing purple pjs with white lettering on it (laughs) that's comforting uh, while you're in your pjs well (laughs) (laughs) thanks for that Dan but have you uh Have you ever had people uh, email you or call you back and say, oh, my God, I could see you in my my dining room or I could see my bedroom and, and no. I could see really not seeing. But we've had people say I could hear you talking. Really? And I knew it was your voice wow. because Amelia and I talk. I'll say I need this done, this done, this done. Turn left, turn right. I need you to do this. Or and she'll say and to you're me, talking remotely I see this, in, this. In, your, in your head. Well, her and I will talk like over the phone or something when we're working. Right. And I'll say, okay, you do your thing. I do my thing. So we're conversing and people are hearing it or they'll feel us come in because all of a sudden you'll see, then, then they'll say everything went bright huh. and it feels completely different now. It felt like hmm. it was dark before, but now it's like very brightly lit. Hmm. Or sometimes it's like if we power hit, they'll hear something just like whiz by them. It's mm-hmm. weird. And we shield and we ground the whole the whole house, everybody in it. And the animals really react to us. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I remember. Well, they, uh, they could probably see us very easily. I remember uh, when John, back in the day, had remote viewed a home that we were trying to help in Oakville. And uh, it was a, uh, there was a human spirit there. And mm-hmm. John was chasing this thing around the, this guy around the house. <laughs> and the guy kept saying, stop, man, stop doing what, that. And uh, John had recorded it in his home. Right. And you could hear the spirit saying stop, <laughs> come over his recorder. And mm-hmm. I mean, John lives three hours away from Oakville. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it was incredible. And we even played that uh, audio on one of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. And people are like, holy cow, that's that's amazing. It's a whole wondrous world. It is. It, every, mean, it just proves everything is That was a jaw-dropping based. moment for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, yes. Uh, I want to ask you your opinion on one more thing, and then we'll we'll wrap it up pretty soon and i know rachel had some weird things happen in her her home this evening before uh Uh and she'll she'll ask you about that awesome uh i apologize right now just in case it's kind of from here sorry (laughs) what are your what are your thoughts on sasquatch and other cryptids that's a touchy subject but i can tell you we have remote viewed we have seen them been there done that and we have seen them go through portals Right. Sometimes yeah. we've had to repair portals that are down. So are we dealing with a physical being or are we dealing with the essence of a Sasquatch? What are we dealing with exactly? Are they interdimensional? I don't want to discredit it. No, no, for sure, it's a, it's a physical thing. It could very well be. But all I can tell you is we saw something go through a portal, whether it's the essence of this being, whether it's a shapeshifter of this being, same thing with skinwalkers. Just saying. Dogmen as well. Same. Yes, there seems to be a quite the rise of dogmen sightings. Lots recently, and I've been getting reports of dogmen sightings. Most people here will call them um, wolves that walk upright. You know, right. is what I've had people describe them to me. Like um, I've been getting those for fifteen years. Reports of those, and there seem to be more, and. Um, they're everywhere in places you wouldn't expect. Burlington, Niagara Falls. We have them, uh, the Port Robinson Beast. There's a big one right there. We've had witness eyewitness reports tell us stories about that. Allura. <laughs> really? Well, call <laughs> me. There's lots of Allura. <laughs> call me. I'll be up those, there. Th- those are stories that came to me like 15 years ago, 14 years ago. Well, so they're out there. And I suppose that that's where the, the folklore of werewolves probably originated too. Uh, Well, of course, all folklore comes over as people migrate over to the new world. They come in, you know, through uh, belief systems of different uh, nationalities. But I know that a lot of people started coming into the east coast of Canada, settled in Quebec. And in Quebec, they call them Lugaru. Mm -hmm. So this is something that goes way, way back. And then Ontario, I mean, Ontario's had all kinds of, of different reports on vampires and and uh, werewolves and lake monsters and all sorts oh, of crazy things. That, that. Little people of the forest and, and all kinds of stuff. Fairies yeah. and gremlins. I'm and... waiting for the pterodactyl. I want to bag it. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I want a dragon instead. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what I want. <laughs> my my pet my pet dragon. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Miss Rachel. Hi. Hello. Hi. That's, you had some weird things going on this evening. Yeah, I I did. Um, the first thing, I had like Morse code happening when I turned on the the lights in the the garage. So I went back in the house and grabbed my phone, and it was still going. So I recorded it and sent it to the guys. Right. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a it was like a disco inside the garage. All the, all the lights were going crazy, and oh, that's never ha- that's never happened before, right? No, the one was solid, but the other three were kind of flashing on their own beat <laughs> i want to oh. say um maybe so just maybe you just need an electrician <laughs> you never know it was oh. just 
just party time, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so before the podcast, I like to, you know, do a little sage in Palo Santos and clear up my space here. And, and I have um, an, uh, an ashtray that I keep, I've set it all into and it's old. It's very old. It's, it's heavy. It's solid glass and mm. it's snapped in half. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I hope there's nothing from here going over there. <laughs> you know, the house is is haunted. There's a lot goes on, but it's pretty friendly for the most part. So, you know, if it persists, uh, Dan knows how to get a hold of me. And we'll be happy to oblige. <laughs> Michelle 911. Yeah. Speed yes. up. Speed Speed up. Speed yeah. Up. <laughs> Yes, that, that's what happened. That was uh, my interesting stuff just before the podcast. So I'm like, okay, this might be oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good yeah, way it, to roll it just, on. It. it just seemed too coincidental with you when you know with you coming uh, on. And, I don't uh, believe in coincidences at all. And the last time we tried to have you on, the power went out. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. We had no hydro so, here. Uh, <laughs> not like I haven't heard that one before. Something something doesn't want you to get the word out. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something just wants to, uh, you know, keep you at bay, keep me more at bay. Mm-hmm. Hard to say what they want. It's always well, something. They know you. That's why. Apparently. I don't know. <laughs> right? If they knew me that well, they know I'm a volatile character. It's best That's to right. just, like, roll with it. Take <laughs> it out on you after the fact. <laughs> Michelle? Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Ah, oh, my pleasure. I know my we'll pleasure. have to have you back again. I've been on, I've been a guest on your show as well, which was yeah. very cool. Oh, it hit like, I don't know what, a million and a half listeners yeah. in the archives, probably I, sitting at three, 400,000, something like I that. I had no idea. <laughs> you yeah, texted sorry. me afterwards. You're like, oh, we only had like a million and a half people listen to it. I was I like, know. oh. I know. I no know. stage right here. I love it. It's no pressure. I don't like to put pressure on people. It's just no. surprise them after the fact. I usually say, people, here's here was your listener base for tonight. That's right. So, so plug away. Where can people find Michelle DeRoche and oh, get well, more of you? Well, uh, you can find me every Wednesday and Thursday night on uh, United Public Radio or go find their, their station on YouTube and you look for The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 10 Central Time since we are streaming out of New Orleans. And every Saturday, you'll find me on The Gray Zone Uncensored with myself and Joe Montaldo. And that, I think, is 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern and 5 to 7 Central. And um, there's going to be a lot of other stuff coming up with you know new radio shows and such that's so, right or michelledroche.com don't me line yeah and uh amazon the documentary there's no such thing as ghosts you're featured on there as well yeah that's that's on amazon and i hear it's moving around to a few other formats so yeah there's no such thing as ghosts that was a great story yeah, I to it tell was, you it was a cool sometime. cool little documentary it was a surprise let's just put it that way <laughs> that's right and if anybody's keeping an eye out uh I think you can find them on YouTube somewhere. Paranormal Survivor, Haunted Case Files, My Paranormal Nightmare. You will see that. Michelle on there many, many times. Yeah, just Google me. You'll find something that goes back 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize. You know, it was green ones. So yes, really raw. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah. Once again, thank you so much. Uh, pleasure. It does mean a lot to me. You're always an interesting guest. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye, everybody. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Nice to meet you all. (laughs) Phantom Faction Podcast. 
a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction@outlook.com. At 